Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah K. Ramsey. And have you ever wondered, what is my purpose? How do I trust myself? How all these people talk about intuition, but what does that even mean to listen to your intuition? And do some people just trust themselves more than others, or is that a skill you can build? And we have all the answers here for you today. We have Daphne Wells, who is a purpose and spiritual confidence builder. I'm like, like pausing right there because I know you guys are going to be excited about it. Hello, Daphne. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Sarah. How are you? Lovely to be here. So happy. And you are in New Zealand. Is that correct? I am. South Island of New Zealand. Am I the first person from Tennessee you've talked to today? Oh, Tennessee, definitely today. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) From Tennessee. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. And it is quite hot here. I think you're in winter season, right? You're in a sweater. Ah, It's like two degrees here this morning. Mm, mm. Yeah, it it is. um, 90 degrees here. We're talking in two different, um, (laughs) but uh, I digress. So let's talk about intuition, about purpose and confidence. And you and I talked before that these are not all separate things. They're all parts of a whole, right? Oh, very definitely. You know, we often want to put trust over there in a basket and confidence over there. And intuition is like, well, what even is that? You know, um, <laughs> it's these weird things I hear and think. And when I share them, people think I'm crazy. You know, that's my story from when I was a little kid. I would hear and see and feel these things and, and just know things. And when I shared them, I'd be like, shut down, right? And so I kind of didn't trust my intuition for a long time. Well, people probably told you not to trust your intuition. Is that kind of what happened? Well, I don't know that they actually realized it was my intuition, to be fair. I think it was like, oh, Daphne's saying this weird thing. Where on earth did she get that from? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I I was sharing my intuition. It would be usually, unfortunately, and fortunately, fortunately for our listeners and for unfortunately for my parents, when I was in high school and middle school and stuff, I would kind of see intuitively things about people. And then I would say things like, why are you always talking to this person instead of your husband? Or, I mean, I was very vocal about nuances and intuition of really of people's interactions with one another or how like their attitudes, I could kind of see in their soul a bit. Um, and I, it was very difficult for my parents because, and it's interesting now as an adult, they will say somebody needed to say something. It probably shouldn't have been a 15 year old girl, but somebody mm-hmm. needed to say something about these situations. And I was kind of the one saying something, which is interesting as it translates to today and that I'm always the one saying something, right? And yet you were the person in that family to highlight that, right? Like I was in mine, I was the one to, you know, I know that I was put in my family to be the one to show, to talk about things and to highlight things. And I would like see things that were going to happen in the future or see what people were 
really thinking and feeling and meaning underneath what they were saying superficially. And, of course, you know, didn't go down well from, you know, seven or (laughs) eight-year-old. Right, right. And I've had several conversations with people this week about becoming toxic person proof, right, and protecting themselves against toxic people. And I was like, this is the only way, like the absolute only way is when you, your body notices something, you notice something, your, your body, your subconscious picks up on something, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, picks up on something. And you start to say, huh, I don't think their words match their actions or huh, something feels like it's off or huh, something feels like it's going wrong. A list of red flags, people, you know, people are like, what can I do other than learn to trust myself? Is there any other option here? And it's like, no, no, they're con artists. They're con artists, right? They're manipulators and con artists. They're going to find another way to manipulate your list or whatever rules you put in place. Yeah. And the sad thing is that but you probably experienced this too, like I did. When you shut down and highlighting those things as a child, you end up in toxic relationships Absolutely. until you gain that trust in yourself and that confidence to be able to say, no, this isn't right, and to go really back to trusting your intuition, right? So what does your intuition feel like when it shows up for you? Can you explain that to people? So it's a mix. I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people will either see or hear or feel. I do a mix of the whole lot which I think as a child was why it was so confusing to know, you know, to be able to know for certain because sometimes it would come in different ways. Um, But there's this really just deep knowing that comes with it now, you know, like when I hear or see or feel something, there's this deep knowing and I know it's like I just, I trust my intuition now completely. It guides my life. Me too. Um, You know, and that's been a journey as it would have been for you. Um, And it starts with trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. It starts, I don't want to say it ends with trusting yourself, but I, I want people to hear I think we both agree on it's like the beginning and the end and the middle. Like it's that is it. And that is true confidence, right? I know a lot of people think about confidence as a new haircut or new makeup or an af- even an affirmation of like, oh, you look beautiful today, even if you don't feel beautiful, right? Um, but that confidence is I, I think about it sometimes as my subconscious being smarter than I am. Oh, I love that. When people have had issues with like trusting intuition, I can say, well, how do you feel about your subconscious? Like, how do you feel when there's a rustle in the leaves and that the oldest parts of your brain are picking up on something that hasn't got all the way to your verbal brain? How how does that align? And sometimes that catches people in a different way than what they consider woo woo or trusting your gut or you know some of those other things that they may have a more difficult time grasping because there's a lot of different labels you know we can talk about intuition we can talk about higher self we can talk about our soul and really to me they are uh-huh agree they are the same it's a matter of what we call it how we 
how woo we want to get and how we talk about it, how we, it's, it's kind of like, you know, do we talk about God or spirit or the universe? And really it's up to each individual in my opinion. Uh-huh. That whole conversation about trust and confidence, one way I really like to look at it is a stack of stones. You start off by trusting yourself. Can I trust myself to keep this promise I've made to myself? And when you can, that's one stone on your stack. And then you know next time I can do this because I trust myself. And so you can pop a stone of confidence on there. And to me, my philosophy is they go hand in hand and we build that stack of trust and confidence in ourselves that is internal, doesn't come from anyone outside of us, regardless of what our hair looks like. Um, And that then becomes our confidence and our trust in ourselves. And I agree completely. And I, I wish more coaches and stuff were talking about it in those terms, because mm. I think a lot of fake confidence or cheaper confidence or lower level confidence, you know, it's just, or sometimes people talk about confidence as being very, they, they almost portray it as very aggressive, right? It's like an aggressive confidence. Like you can't tell me what to do, or I'm a boss woman or, uh, you know, and it's kind of like, wow, whoa, <laughs> that's, you know, but it really comes across typically as more fear-based or more Mm -hmm. aggressive, not trusting your, not what I consider, you know, um, subtle, trusting yourself, flow, um, moving, moving, moving with life. And, and trust, and it's so internally driven that when Mm -hmm. you actually trust yourself and have confidence in yourself, you're so grounded and so unshakable that nothing outside of you can shake you as you build that with events. You don't start off like that, but you know, the more that you build your trust and confidence with evidence, because it builds with evidence, um, the more solid you are in who you are. And you're right, that outside almost It's that external confidence. And what we're talking about is that inner confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't, it's not out to prove something. It just is. It just is, yes. And again, this is how you keep yourself safe from toxic people. I mean, it it will do a lot more for you than that. That's only one tiny piece of it. But but also, I mean, because when toxic people see that, they're like, uh, I'm not messing with her, right? <laughs> she actually, she's just going to be really <laughs> gaslight. That, that I can't manipulate her. Um, I, I agree, agree so completely. And I'm. I want to go back to something you said. You mm-hmm. talked about following through on promises to yourself, mm-hmm. and probably I, I think if that's always said to each other. And I said, okay, Daphne, now you say it. Now I'll say it. Now you say it. Now I'll say it. And we just said, follow through on promises to yourself. Follow through on the promises you make to yourself. Follow through on the promises you make to yourself. That is the key that so many people are afraid to do, right? Or they're like, how can I be confident in myself without ever committing to myself? Or how can I trust myself without keeping my word to myself? Or how can I learn to trust my intuition if I don't ever make my 
own promises to myself a priority. It's like, what? Mm. How can you walk on water? How can you fly to the moon with wings you magically grow out of your back? Like it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but it, and it starts with simple things because for many of us, when we've lived the lives that we have, we are so accustomed to being manipulated and controlled by others. That as we start to build that trust and confidence in ourselves, we need to start with small commitments and promises to ourselves. And I think this is where a lot of people, and I know I did this in the past, you know, when I first started on this journey a very long time ago, now I'd make this big, massive promise to myself, which of course I couldn't keep. So my advice to people now is to start with something really small. You know, am I going to take five minutes to sit with my coffee today and ignore everything else going on and just be with myself? Mm-hmm. And it's when you do things, things isn't it? <laughs> it is simple. And it can be like, if you want to, you talked about evidence, which I picked up on that word. I'm not sure if everyone else picked up on that word, but providing evidence for yourself, like, okay, I said I was going to take a walk today. I did take a walk today. I said I was going to go to bed early. I did go to bed early. I said I was going to sleep in and give myself extra rest this morning. And I did sleep in and give myself extra rest, right? I mean, it's, it doesn't, in this piece, it's about following through on your own word. It's not about what the action is. It doesn't matter what the action is. It doesn't matter what the action is. It's following through. And, you know, people out there also talk about Mm self-love as if it's this outside thing. You need to go to a beauty parlor. You need to go to a, you know, you need to do this, that or the other. To me, you know, loving yourself is part of that trust and confidence. And, you know, we've heard it forever. You have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. And yet we are conditioned, especially as girls, to serve everyone else before ourselves. We're told one thing and yet do this other thing, completely opposite. So that is destroyed, right? And yet when we start to build that confidence and trust in ourselves, we really, like that is loving yourself. When you say, I'm going to go to bed early tonight and you follow through, that's self-love. That's caring for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, and in the dating process, I'll say things like, okay, so great. So you want someone to be committed to you, but you don't want to be committed to you. Is that, is that what I'm understanding from you? You know, they kind of giggle and laugh and they're like, well, you caught me. And it's like, but it's not funny, mm-hmm. right? It's ruining your life. Right? And I'm, I'm not trying to catch you. I, I'm trying to point out you know, kind of like the doctor's like, hey, I think smoking's going to kill you. Maybe you should stop. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's that he'll, have you seen a pack of cigarettes recently? Have, I, I hadn't seen one in forever. We were in the airport. And so they had these huge duty, like mm-hmm. free cigarettes in like the airport. And it said smoking kills like in huge, like the box. I was like, <laughs> who is buying these boxes? Like, it's just, that's all it says on the front is smoking kills. And I was like, Interesting. We've come a long way and yeah, yeah. You're right, aren't you? You know, like and and in the dating process, particularly or in any kind of relationship, if you're not committed to you, why would anyone else be committed to you? Mm -hmm. 
And if you don't follow through on your own promises to yourself, why would anyone else follow through on their promises to you? And even from a business perspective, if you don't trust yourself, how can anyone else trust you? Mm -hmm. You know, like it it goes into every sphere of our life, doesn't it? That trust. I don't talk about the word self-love hardly ever. I mean, maybe 2% of my conversations, which within, you know, um, the work I've done in toxic relationship recovery, people assume that's a big portion of that. They would probably assume it was like 40% or 50% like self-love. I was like, meh, I'm not that interested in self-love, but I am really interested in self-integrity. Yes. Right. Are you holding through to those promises to yourself? Are you, um, truly opening your eyes to someone's true actions are you are you putting blinders on yourself to gaslight yourself or or are you able to see clearly people do people's words match match their actions and do you make decisions based on the data you see that's what i'm interested in if you like your haircut i don't care exactly and and also that integrity comes down to do your own words match your actions Absolutely. Absolutely. And if not, there's trouble a-brewing. There's trouble <laughs> a-brewing. So you've got to start, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out, as, as we start to wrap up, that the conversation around evidence, um, I know personally, I remind myself of the times my intuition picked up on something and it turned out I was right. It might be years later. It might be. And that helps me build my confidence in my intuition and helps me trust myself. Um, how do you build that own evidence within your, in your life or help other people build, build that evidence so they can trust their intuition? Yeah, you're right, Sarah. That's huge that when something does work out, that's evidence. So one key way that I start when I start working with clients I read their energetic code through numerology. And that is who you came into this world being, the energy that you bring to the world. And we come into the world as babies with this pure energetic code of who we are here being. And then we are conditioned by society, as we kind of touched on earlier, to be something different, to be what society wants us to be. And we know this from human development studies and science, you know, that that children are sponges, they absorb it all. And then as adults, we come to this, so who am I moment when we really want to know. And that when I read the, the numerology, the energetic code for them and go right back to who they are here being, that's like a really, it's like a big stone at the bottom of that stack of stones we were talking about earlier. It's like, well, this is who I am here being. This is how I am coded, how I am wired. And really, whatever anyone else thinks or says doesn't matter if it doesn't match this. And for me and my clients, that's a huge foundation that we lay at the start that really gives them that base to start trusting themselves on and to start building that evidence on. I love that. Daphne, I know people are interested more in what you do. Will you tell people where they can find you? 
Yeah, sure. So they can find me at my website, daphnewells.com. And for all of your listeners, if they would like a conversation about any of this, pop on over to speakwithdaphne.com and you can book a free call there. And we can um, tap into your code a little bit and see who you are here to be. Daphne Wells, thank you so much for helping us today on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's been such fun. Do you want to help other people who've been in toxic relationships? Of course you do. I hear it all over from people who are good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. So some ways you can do that is to leave a review for the podcast so people know this is great information or leave a review for the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. So people know it's not just about studying narcissism. It's about creating an amazing life after narcissism. You can leave reviews anonymously. And I want to say thank you so much for helping other people and not just being a consumer of information, but helping give back to people just like you were earlier in your journey that are confused, that don't know who to trust. And when you leave a review, even if it's anonymous, then you help them on their journey. You pay it forward. You help the world become a better place. So toxic people stop winning and the good people start winning. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.